welcome back to the Dark Side Podcast. So tonight got um, my brother David Wood coming on tonight. Um, really looking forward to having that continuation of the conversation, um, especially with the obviously the signal dropping out last time. Um, but it's great to get David back on. Um, some really good in depth conversations going. But tonight we're going to be just covering like obviously like what we really wanted to finish off on last time the brands um, and their really their social responsibility for like uh, the health and um, also mental health of you know of their own customers and across their own brands really so i see david's just joined us there so as soon as he says cross that um request button and get straight into it just waiting for this to come up as always right just waiting for this to load up Hey man, how are you doing? Good. How are you, bro? Yeah, good, brother. You? Good. Good weather. Espana is good. Yeah. Yeah, smashing the workouts as always. I see on a daily basis. Yeah, let me get the crud off this camera real quick. There, that should be a little <laughs> bit cleaner. Got my got my ear funk from pressing that beast up against this beard. <laughs> so the mighty Spartan beard in it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's an absolute pleasure coming back on tonight. And I know like last time, obviously, technical difficulties. I know we were going to come to really to the end of it. But I know one thing that we really wanted to focus on was the whole brands. Mm-hmm. And something actually was something that I'd seen that was on your stories. And something yeah. I really liked about it was when you were talking about entrepreneurship, um, how you think it works effectively for businesses. And it certainly does. And I like that part about how you said when you're in an employed role, you go in and you kind of go in, get the work done, you get paid your wage, and you're kind of just doing it by the numbers. You're just doing it because that's your job and that's your role. And you kind of, you don't become productive in that sense. You're just waiting to that end of the day. You're waiting to that paycheck. Mm. You're waiting yeah. to that. And then when you look at the difference of entrepreneurship, where you're really driving forward. And I really like that, that perspective and the way that that analysis, the way you put it across. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, as an entrepreneur, you're, you're having to do everything, you know, you're paying yourself. And if the funds aren't coming in, if you're not creating the money, you're not eating, you know, your, your family's not eating. So it's interesting looking at the paradigm shift from pre COVID to, to post COVID, you know, for instance, fundraising pre COVID companies, a lot of companies, a lot of execs, a lot of investors would, you know, nose up, how many employees do you have in what areas your office is located? What do you, you know, it was kind of, especially in Hong Kong, it was this just wanker, you know, wanker private equity fundraiser type um, that you'd be talking to. And it was, it was, everything was about the Rolodex, you know, it was about the, you know, what are we looking at versus let's get out of the fucking numbers and see what's getting crunched and what, what, what's, what's getting done. And post-COVID, you know, I've always streamlined. I'm a sourcing guy. So yeah. my thing has been, whether it's with graphic designers, designers, um, videographers, website designers, coders, yeah. I pay people by the project. I yep. know what people are worth. They know what they're worth. We, I tell them the entire scope of the project. And I say, this is the deadline I need it in. If you can get it done by this time, I'll pay you this much more. But you work at it when you're productive. You work at it when you're creative. The 
the the idea of getting people into an office and i've done this before i've paid crazy office rates in hong kong paid staff nine to fives and what are people doing i'm not a totalitarian dictator i'm not going to take away people's phones but they're just playing on social media yeah checking this checking that doing a little bit of work the productivity is 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 gone so to me and if you're unless you're working in a factory or doing a specific job shift yeah. The days of hourly office hours and coming in and, and asking you to be productive, which is basically like telling you you should be taking Adderall, Ritalin, or massive amounts of caffeine, I, yeah. I think that day's done. And I was never in support of it. Because yeah, I, know, I know how I operate. And I operate yeah. the best when my creative juices can flow. And I get up at 2 in the morning and I type out a whole you know, a whole list or a, a whole video plan or a shoot plan or a product plan that I wouldn't have wouldn't have thought of. And so, you know, post COVID now doing investment rounds, people are like, oh, great. This this is outsourced. This is outsourced. Perfect. You're not paying yourself. You're not paying, you know, A, B and C on a staff. You're outsourcing a warehouse. You're outsourcing 3PL. You're outsourcing logistics. Now people get it. Now investors yeah. are thinking, you know, now that people had to cup their nuts and hold their balls for 18 months and say, God, why am I wasting this money? Why am I spending money on these vehicles we don't use? Why are we trying to be members of this posh club that we don't use? All of these things that were just for the vanity, for the nose up, yep. people are finally awake and they're just looking at the fucking numbers, which is to me, product, authenticity, productivity, back to authenticity. And is your authenticity and productivity vertically integrated over the whole brand? You know, don't say you're a warrior brand if you're not a warrior. Don't say you're making warrior gear if you're not out testing it, doing some warrior shit. You know, don't say that you're battling human trafficking if you're going to use factories that are using underage freaking human beings and paying them crappy wages. Yeah. You know, it goes into sustainability. I, you know, honestly, it goes into like you and I were talking about last time, being happy with yourself. And, and how you're going to, you know, the, the good multi-religion golden rule, right? So, Yeah, definitely. Because there's a lot that you said there. And I think myself, I think it's absolutely, I can see that driving point. Because now something, obviously, I've spoken to a lot of employees myself over the last year. And I see that big shift. I mean, some have even given up their own office space. Because they said, we don't actually physically need it. We can do everything virtually. Why are we paying for office space when we can just do everything virtual? It's, it's you know, you're not um, even to cut down on travel costs. Yeah. Why, are you set, why are you paying somebody to take a plane or train or transport to that other office to have a meeting when you can do it virtually? When you cut down, and I think that's something that the world has opened their eyes, how virtual, as business has gone virtual, it's become better. But also something that I really like is that whole driving force of A, being an entrepreneur, because I know myself, like even currently working on a project, if I'm given a project to work on, I will work on it and that will just shut everything out and I'm working on that. And that's my driving force. If I was told to do that in a nine to five job, I would go, I can't do it in a minute. Because you know you're going to get paid for that. You know you're very comfortable. And it's that essence of being it being comfortable or being uncomfortable but by becoming uncomfortable, you then become comfortable in that point that you know your drive, your productivity rises, you know you've got that passion behind you and the drive. And I do exactly the same on writing. And to me, like oh, like I said myself, if I got paid physically for the amount of hours I put into while I create on my account, I would be worth quite a bit of money now. 
but because I do it free and because I want to help people, right. I don't look at it as being something that I want to charge money for. Or I'd want to like, you know what I mean? See money on that one to me, what I can offer to people. Yes. On that part. Now, if someone approached me and said, write in project. Yes. There's going to be a cost in that because that's something completely separate. Right. You know, so I, I kind of always look at things separately. So when going back to about like saying, if you're looking at, if you're not a warrior brand, which is absolutely correct. What's the point? Because that's an easy thing to do because we know people are like, how many pages? There's thousands of pages on, on social media, you know, of warrior warfare, this, that, and everyone's putting it out there. But you think behind, it's a bit like the whole scam of like mental health, PTSD brands who yeah. scream about it. And then they say, buy this t-shirt. Hang on a minute. Well, why is the profit of that t-shirt going in your pocket? Mm. You yeah. see, there's so much, and it comes back to that human, it's like a morals, isn't it? It's that moral high ground. And like you said, if you're not saying what you, you're doing, what you said you would do, then don't do it. Because yeah. if you're not that, don't do it because you're just basically fake and you're just ripping people off. Or you're saying human trafficking, where's your business source from? Which factories are creating your brands? You, yeah. you know, so it all comes back to that, mor that moral part. And mm. I think people have to be that totally open and honest you know, about the business, about what they do, where does yeah. the money go to? Yeah. If they're saying it for a specific area, then yeah. make sure that you are. Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, I, I'll say you and I talked last time about the woke culture and how annoying yeah. things were getting. This is this is an area where the woke culture is actually helpful. This is an yeah. this is an arena where it's like, hey, we want <laughs> we want people asking these questions. I want hippies and, and earth folks asking me about the dyes and sustainability and recycled yeah. plastics. Like, you know, so it's, I think you and I were saying last time, there's, there's a balance. That's a, yeah. that's a critical balance and a crucial balance. And this is one of the things where it was funny. One of the things I was laughing at most last time is the annoyance of social media and who owns yeah. big tech and whatnot, but in manufacturing, in textiles, um, especially in textiles, it's great seeing you know, it's great. It's great seeing the woke generation being helpful. I mean, look, yeah. China right now is getting hammered on anything made in China, exporting into the U.S. That's that's made of cotton. When you manufacture something, when I make this shirt, for example, this is the wood tank in our Zeros Desert Camo, right? Just a yeah. just a tank top. I've got it graphene infused so that when I heat up, it cools me down. When I'm cold, it heats me up. So I treat the garment at the molecular level. I put the the treatments in the actual yarn. So yeah. it's not the lifetime. So it's it's literally a, the the treatment and the functionality of it is in the it's, is in the lifeline, the lifetime of the garment. Now, when I import this anywhere, I and I sell in thirty two countries, B two B, and you know fifty countries B two C, buyer to consumer. Now, when if I'm importing, if I'm exporting this and it's getting imported into a country, there's a thing called the HS code. So you have your SKUs, your UPC code, yeah. your EAN code. You know what these are. These are the barcodes, the product, da 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 da. Yeah. So when it's bought, you scan it. This is what it is. But you have an HS code which tells the exact makeup of that garment. Yeah. So everything's mixed. I mean, this is mainly polyester, but I have dye sublimation digital print in it. I have. Um, you know, uh, nylon trimmings, and then I have elastic holding it in. So it's, you, you don't just put, you know, nylon, you don't just put polyester, you put the whole breakdown of the, yeah. of the garment. And right now, even under Biden, China's getting hammered for slave labor in, in cotton export. So these are good things, you know? Yeah, it's, definitely, it's, definitely. Yeah, it's, yeah.
Definitely. Because I know Dan has uh, obviously I had uh, asked a question there. Has it affected supply lines from Vietnam to the States, etc.? And how are you? Uh, how have you made changes to continue and dominate? Uh, I mean, that's a great question. Like I'm literally right now moving all of my inventory um, yeah. that is that is mainly selling to the United States. I'm moving all of that stuff to a veteran owned 3PL. Uh, my brother Ryan, Navy SEAL, owns Industry Threadworks in San Diego. We're moving every single stitch there. Um, number one, I love the guy. I'm going to be doing some sourcing projects for him. He's a badass Marine seal. It's, it's a brotherhood. Yeah. Um, but also since COVID shipping's up 400%, 400%. So even if it's going to cost me 50, 75,000 USD to do 40 foot containers, you know, ship it out there, airship some, so it gets into 3PL. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting for this hot weather season because this is my slowest season. You know, our big money items are, you know, tactical pants, Helios's jackets, Shamogs, yeah. mainly jackets. Um, we're an outerwear company. So for me to, anyway, to answer the question, it, it, it affects everything. I mean, shipping yeah. affects things the most. Um, you have trade agreements. You know, the U.S. is always friendly with countries that we'd invaded and done, yeah. you know, failed, failed wars in. So Vietnam, we always have a sensitive side to Vietnam. Um, we do a lot of things that are, if we're doing something that's berry compliant, so we're selling a fabric or doing something that's going to be correct, DOD, MOD to SOCOM, you, yeah. you do berry compliant. So we'll make that in Tennessee. Um, yep. You know, all of that stuff's made in the USA, sold directly, um, you know, manufactured at 10 year and outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, where I'm from and sold directly to the, to the military. If you're doing something that's going to smaller groups, that's going to be SOCOM purchase orders. That's called TAA compliant. You have TAA yeah. compliant countries. You can literally just Google TAA compliant countries. Interestingly enough, the Barry compliance for DOD, it's like, it's obviously the U S but Pakistan's one of them. Yeah. Where we found Osama <laughs> bin Laden. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just, that's uh, so, so you've got very strange trade agreements, you know, kings yeah. and queens come and go, empires rise and fall. But it's always it's always interesting to see what deals the war profiteers and the, and the lobbyists have in place. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, yeah. it's wild that we can make military military garments sold to the USA and Pakistan. Yeah, it's crazy isn't it? when you look the way. that way. Yeah. No, 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 I appreciate where you're coming from there because it's like, once again, I think that's about being open and honest because there's some businesses that would just trade to everybody but think, okay, yeah. we'll take your money. But I think it's about being that honest and you as a, like, obviously your brand, it is 100%. You are honest and genuine and that this is what it is. This is what it contains or that, you know, this is, and you'll be upfront and honest about it. And I think to be honest, that, that clarity about your brand and i think that's what gives it the respectability it deserves yeah thank you i look i'm passionate about i was doing underground mission work in china um 2009 to 2014 so even being heavily involved in sourcing and trading that was my passion that's where my i mean that's what brought me out there so coming from a background where you're battling human trafficking and where you're seeing the horrors that go on yeah. With human slavery, I mean, the last thing you're going to be ever want to get involved with is any kind of slave labor. And I mean, I've seen factories that Nike uses, that Under Armour uses, where you just, you see why they're multi-billion dollar companies making their margins. But then you have companies that care, um, you know, companies like Arcterex that will actually buy the factory um, and have, you know, I, I've seen great factories. I've seen Arcterex factories in China that are barn on some of the best factories that I've ever used. Um, 
I've seen Solomon factories, go ruck factories in Vietnam, Korean done factories that you can eat off the floor. The employees, like yeah. everyone that's there is so happy to be there, loves it. It's like, I mean, so those are normally called double platinum factories. And there's just a handful of them. Um, Lululemon uses them. We use them. They're much more expensive. You're investing in people. Yeah. And you get what you pay for, you know? Honestly, yeah. at the end of the day, again, right back to the golden rule, yeah. you know, so, and look, you and I are talking about as entrepreneurs working on our hours and everything. When you're talking about factories, when you're talking about chefs, when you're talking about food production, when you're talking about warehousing, I mean, there are jobs where you've got to say, okay, we open at this time and we close at this time and here are the shifts. Yeah. Like, you know, Billy's not going to get paid if Billy's only making one sock a day. And, you know, Willie's making 50 and Willie's working at a normal pace. So, I mean, you know, there's always going to be those kind of jobs. You're always going to have people that want to be bean counters. You're always going to have people that want to build, that want to put a certain amount of effort in. But certainly with the creative types. Um, and, man, it's funny. I'm sure you've worked with a lot of creative types. It's, yeah, it's yeah. coming as a, as a Marine infantry sergeant to doing mission work where I'm, you know, working with the underground house church, trying to go, you know, battle and be safe underneath abusive communism going and, you know, getting shit done and talking to people directly, yeah. veterans like you, where it's just, it's no shit. This is mission time. Here's the fucking off order and boom to trying to deal with a coder who gets stressed out. If he thinks you might not like his work, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's wild. It's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely, it, it's dealing with people's emotions. I mean, we're literally, I, I think, especially now we live in a, we, we live in a time where we are juggling and especially now, especially freaking with safe spaces, everything we're, we're, we're dealing with and living in a, in an era where we're, no one's wearing their heart on their sleeves, Yeah. but everyone is uber sensitive and, and super emotional. Right. Yeah, definitely. And that's someone you touched on great because what the thought I had then, when you look at the difference, it's almost like when you look at these artistic types, it's almost like the special operations community. You know, you get the cowboys, you know, right. it's always like the cowboys, isn't it? You know, you get, you, you get your spec ops community there who are absolute cowboys that will do, right. you know, think outside the box, get the mission done, get the job done, whatever, the, right. however they have to, they really right. have to go. And I kind of look at it as the artistic community is very much in that sense. And then you get the people who are just the day to day, let's get the job, you know, we'll just go through it step by step motions. But that, what right. I love about it, and it must be fantastic for yourself, you know, seeing the difference, because I really love the whole, the artistic community and how people are so, they've got so much expressions there, but it's great as well, because yes, there are a lot of people. And like you said, there's a benefit to some elements of people being more, want more awareness about brands, about what, you know, where they source the material from, yeah. you know, ecology, you know, everything about that area of things. That's great to have that. And I think it seriously does need touched on. Because if you've got big sport and brands, and that's something that obviously we're going to discuss tonight about how you can get sports brands. What are they doing? Because it's on that level of people's, obviously the real side of it, people's like obviously health, mental health, mm -hmm. that kind of area. And like you said, if they are essentially creating their material, thinking, okay, we'll go to the cheapest place we can to, to get these materials and to mm -hmm. get them created. We're making millions and billions of dollars mm -hmm. worth of profit. But yet at the end of the day, even the people, the consumers, it's like, what are they, what's their, almost that moral part of it about what are they doing? 
for people. Right, 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 you know, because right. it's more like a fashion, isn't it, rather than actual people's health. But for your own brand there, you are out there every day, as well as you guys you got on board there every day. You create, you know, you create that content. You're out there. You're proving it. You, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're doing what you said you would do. And I yeah. absolutely love that part. Then nice. you have the other companies. No, no, because that's what I think we need more of. It's companies like yourself because you are physically proving it on a daily basis. You're out there mm-hmm. getting it done, and you're doing what you said you would do. Then you get these big companies, these mm-hmm. sporting brands, who are literally yes, let's just create these brilliant creative, you know, adverts, photography, and things like that. And to them, it's just another job, isn't it? Because they're just yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. more, you know, thinking more of the money rather than people's health and also mental health as well, because obviously we know ourselves, the two combined together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, look, you get these big, you get companies like Nike that just get as deep into politics as they can. I mean, yeah. look, I've had Nike gear that I love. I mean, I grew up wearing Nike, but when they started supporting kneeling at the anthem and, and getting behind Marxist movements and, and doing things, it was like, man, what is politically, you know, what, what, is, what is driving this? And, you know, it's interesting as an American, Americans have a problem with thinking America is the center of the planet. Most Americans only speak one language. A a, a lot of Americans don't even have a passport. They never leave America. You know, they they can't tell you. And and look, I mean, I'm an American. Um, I was lucky enough to have a dad who was a pastor and he took me on mission trips all the time. So I had to get immersed in Spanish. I had to understand, I had to get a passport. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about people that just don't have the means. I'm talking about a lot of people just get on the games, plug in, have their Netflix. They don't care. And they think that America is the biggest spender in the world. And America was for a long time. But yeah. They're not anymore. Uh, they're not. Still the biggest eaters, um, food consumption in the world, still the biggest drug, still the biggest drug consumer of, of illegal narcotics and pharmaceuticals. But I don't know if you saw John Senna have to apologize in Mandarin Chinese to yeah. China for saying that Taiwan is a country. Taiwan is a country. I mean, I've, I've been there. Like, it's, it's, yeah. t- Taiwan is Taiwan. Um, you know, they have our nukes. They're, <laughs> they're an ally, right? And yeah. he had to get on. Everyone, you know, everything was trending on social media. He's a communist. He's a communist supporter. He's a sellout. John Senna's not a communist supporter. He's not a commie. He's not a sellout. I've, I don't know the guy personally, but I know people who do. And apparently he's yeah. been one of the more generous stars to donating to um, foundations that help our U.S. vets and our allies, U.K., New Zealand, Australia, guys, guys and gals with PTSD. But what has happened is China owns Hollywood. Yeah. And... American movies sell more in China. It's like 400 X the multiple of cash. So if he, if they only make money, if they only make movies and sell to China, they're still making more than if they only sold outside of China to every other country in the world. So it's just interesting. You know, I look at brands like Nike and I think, man, how could they do that and make that move? And then I realize, Oh, well they're selling in China. Michael Jordan doesn't even own the 23 swoosh logo. Yeah. Lou, uh, Louis Vuitton had to spend, I think, $40 million to buy their trademark back. Nike owns Nike in China, and that's where they're making the majority of their money. You have 600 million millennials, 600 million millennials there, um, you know, and they are spending like crazy. And they don't want the sale 
their economy is not hurting. You know, I, I was talking to one of my shareholders today and we were saying, isn't it insane the outer propaganda that we've seen via lockdowns, mask mandates, now trying to mandate freaking, you know, jabs. When China only shut down their factories for two weeks after Chinese New Year, which is their longest holiday anyway in 2020, yeah. that was in February. That was it. They've been wide open, full steam, full pump and no mask, just jun, jun, jun. Full steam engine. Their economy has done nothing but grow. So it's fascinating. You know, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's fascinating. And that goes into, do you only care about the dollar? Do you care about your target market? And I mean, look, you, we could argue this any yeah, yeah. way. You, you, I mean, do I have any problem with the Chinese? No, I've got so many friends that are mainland Chinese. I absolutely love them. Sitting and stereotyping China as the communist government is as stupid as stereotyping America as Joe Biden and the Muppets yeah. in control right now. They're not my America. I don't support any of those clowns, none of them. So you can look at the current, you know, people running the United States right now, and I don't want any association with those politicians, none. Yeah. Zero. Or, the, or, or any of our health advocates right now, Fauci, any of them. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I look at them, and I'm just like, wow, how, you know, how long can this last? Yeah. You know, literally. So, you know, either way, either or. I got way off topic right there. David, one question. You have 50,000 followers and no interaction in your profile, not even 100 people I think you need support. I don't know. I'm definitely shadow banned. I've been shadow banned and completely blocked from Facebook yeah. since I moved to Spain. Um, my Facebook was completely disabled for posting links on COVID that have now been proven. Um, yeah. I literally was posting links from this exact table where I'm sitting a year ago talking about um, hydroxychloroquine being a, a drug that cured COVID and yeah. moxicillin. So I've been zooked and zucked and zinked and shadow banned on Instagram for about a year. Yeah, because I think Thank you, fantastic people. I appreciate yeah. you. But that's, that's something as well, and we were discussing last time, because the fact of it is, is when you speak out about a subject that you're passionate about, you, you've, you're doing it with facts. You're not yeah. just saying, oh, this is what I think is my opinion. Mm -hmm. And we know, like, obviously the way the internet is, and it's very opinionated at times, depending on what platform you're on, it's worse on their Twitter end, you know, yeah. and then you, know, and then you kind of go down that, that scale. But I know that's one thing, and I know the other area that... Yeah, look at, look at Jeep Dad, my friend. He says he has to hunt me down just to find anything that I've posted. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's crazy, really, when you just go to show that's the power that people have over, like big techno companies have over individuals. And I think that's something that I've seen definitely myself in a big rise in it over the last year. It's almost like I said something and I, I kind of thought, do I post this? Do I not? And it's almost like, you know, democracy is dead when governments basically silence you. You know, you know that it is essentially you have got your voice has been taken away. So where is democracy? And and I think myself, it's it's that, strange, you know? yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy, really. It's 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 crazy how live it is. Like it's crazy how how active it is. For example, when you have over ten thousand followers, you have your swipe up in your stories. You can sell yeah. stuff. I don't want to get myself in trouble right now saying this because we're on a live. But I mean, two weeks ago, I said something. Yeah. And I posted a link in a story and my link sharing that whole icon was disabled for two weeks. Crazy. Totally disabled. And I, yeah. I, so it's, it's just, it's, it's not a thing like you're just shadow banned. It's a thing where everything you're sharing and watched is, is done. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's wild.
Yeah. yeah. But that, I think it's a situation as it is. But I, I think myself, that part of it is, okay, you know, they might have that control over people's like social media part. And it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Because at the end of the day, it's like we know for a fact as is we start stepping on one side of it, almost we step outside that agenda, we step outside that narrative, then this happens to us. And it happens. And I found myself that I've posted something and thought, do I post that? It kind of comes to something when you've got to like stop yourself kind of saying something because you think, how is this going to affect me? Ah, you just like, say it. You, know, you just say you it. Do, anyway. You do. You do. You get out anyway. there. And I, and I did it anyway because I can't really thought, right, this is what I think. I did it and I saw the automatic shadow ban story being yeah. reduced right down to something and then this and then that. And I was like, do you know what? I don't care. Started losing followers. I don't care because it's like, it happens. Look at this guy. Yeah. Look, at, look at this dude on here. I'm just cracking up this fantastic people run. I'm crying, David, your brand and profile died. You are done. David is done. Sell your brand. It's over. Um, <laughs> you, you, you must know you. You must, not know, you, 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 you must not know about Google AdWords. Luckily, yeah. Zuckerberg doesn't have any. Actually, I mean, look, I'll tell you why it really doesn't matter as far as branding. Facebook and Instagram marketing is gone. It's dead. Yeah. Facebook, Google AdWords, they got in a war with, with Apple on yeah. um, not seeing the adverts, and it's, it's plummeted. I mean, Google AdWords right now, if you're selling online, is the only campaigns that you can even spend on. Yeah. Is, is SEO and all of that branding on Google AdWords, like any ROAS that companies are making. And I mean, even like, like since Q4 2020, yeah. I mean, Instagram and Facebook, you could still get a very easy, I'd say at least five, 5% ROAS. Yeah. Now the data you get, the traction you get, period. I mean, that doesn't matter if you're shadow banned. It doesn't matter if you're anybody. Um, it's dead. It's done. Yeah. So we can say whatever we want. Doesn't yeah. doesn't affect doesn't affect business. Definitely, definitely. And and I think that's something as well. And I know myself on the like something I've seen <laughs> this guy. But I, I must admit, something that I've seen over the last twelve months, and we know ourselves obviously how how everything or lockdowns is you know, as as affect people's mental health how it's affected their mental health, then it affects their physical health. And I know obviously everyone, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, pushing forward. And I think that's it. That's that mission, isn't it? It's that create, you know, it's that, you know, that create that mission almost of like, just keep putting it out there, just keep talking, keep, you know, putting out that valuable content on there because that's something that people do kind of get lost in that white noise. And I know something that with the whole, you know, mental health, physical health, and that's something that obviously, a lot of brands they i think they do need to look at this what are their brand and what does it say about them are they like especially when i said earlier on about the whole um like mental health how a lot of businesses have all popped up because they've seen an opportunity happen and think mm. oh well we'll make money on this and it's like hang on a minute you're physically making money off people's mental health and health problems you know do you think that's like a way, you know, a way to go forward as a bit, you know, as a business? It's not very like in that area of moral or ethics, is it? Again, I mean, it's just when you've got corporate that only cares about that, that, that bottom line, you know, no, they don't care at all. Look at pharmaceutical companies. Look at the big, I mean, look, look at what we're looking at right yeah. now with this jab. Just today, the FDA released that, it, that Pfizer and Moderna are causing heart enlargement yeah i mean what 12 months into the jab <laughs> so and you can't sue them because you've signed off your 
all liability to be a test subject. It's not FDA approved. So, I mean, look, I mean, we look at the biggest company, Facebook's under investigation, again, for facilitating sex trafficking. I just yeah. watched Sam Harris and a guy named Gabe, who I think is one of the investigative reporters for the uh, New York Times. I'll send you a link to the podcast. Guys, yeah, yeah, cool. don't listen to this podcast if you're depressed. It is all about sex trafficking and big tech's involvement. And yeah, I mean, dude, we, we live in a day and age where the biggest and most powerful make the most amount of money, bottom line, by exploiting the weak and vulnerable. So I'm not surprised by it. I'm not surprised seeing um, brands take advantage of that. By no means. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, you know, look, it's, it's, I, we look at June and it's every, it's, it's like, can every brand be gay enough for one month? Yeah. And say, like, we support, like, I, I've got a lot of gay friends. I don't know one of them that puts a rainbow on anything during the month of June. Um, they joke and laugh to me about how absurd it is, how, how woke companies will try to cater to this. Yeah. And, you know, not donate to, you know, shelters for abused kids that have been kicked out for being gay or anything else, but just like, I'm putting up a rainbow. So this means I'm woke. This means I'm party. It's like, what are you, what are you doing yeah. to help anyone who's part of this rainbow that's been oppressed or that's been anything else other than, you know, changing the logo icon on your, on your brand story for the month of June. So, you know, yeah, brother, no, bro, nothing surprises me. Because I think that's a part of it. That just shows the bottom, like that, almost at that bottom line of where humanity, where they kind of go, okay, we will monetize everything. It doesn't make difference if it's, you know, if it's Pride Month, maybe it be mental health, whether it be any of this. And you kind of go, where do you get your morals from? Where do you get your ethical beliefs from? If you yeah. purely look at everything as an opportunity, how do you think that people are like, you know, believe in your brand? Because if you go along and go, yes, we believe in everything. Okay, then. But that's only for that one month. Now, okay, then. So you believe in that. So why not six months down the line or even two mm -hmm. months down the line? Oh, that's not happening because it's not within that month. And I think people need to have a look at what brands they are buying, investing their money because that's essentially yeah. what they're doing. And I do it a lot. I'll look at a brand and I'll go, that talks to me. That is a responsible brand. It's got its like mm. corporate responsibility as well. Uh, the um, social responsibility there. You, you're being open and honest about mm. what you what you do as a brand, what materials you're using, where you source from, who you like, basically, you know, it almost employ in that sense. Mm. But it's like that's what I like to see in businesses, brands that actually can be totally honest and go, mm. look, this is us. You know, yeah. rather than just going, okay, this month's happening now. Okay, we'll do something for this month. Okay, next month's this. And it's almost got this calendar of the la of the next 12 months of business year and go, okay, we're going to make X amount of profit on this one, this one, this mm -hmm. one, and this one. Because they know it's going to, as soon as we, big brands, if you put out, like you like said, put a rainbow on it, people are going to buy into it and thinking, oh, that's great that because you support the community. Well, hang on a minute. Give it two months, they're not. You can yeah. see like gone. And I think that's- Right, right, right. And, and when know, I buy this garment, how's it helping these people, you know? Yeah. What what's going toward? It's like you were saying with the with the battling PTSD. Like I bought this yeah. T-shirt. Where where did the money go? Show me the foundation. Yeah. You know. I know. I know there was a. I, I can't remember the guy's name now. Um, it's Gord. It's, uh, 
there's a Dr. Mark Gordon. He was on Joe Rogan and he was talking about TBIs and PTSD. And even mm. to a point where he says, even if you go on like a roller coaster, you can actually get TBIs from a roller coaster. And he's one of the top scientists there. And I know there's a part about like even veteran charities, how mm. if you look at the UK basis, if that's quite small, being a smaller mm. country, but in someone in the States, it was stupid amount of charities. And it's like, well, where's the money go? Where does the money go to these charities? Where does, mm. And that's like any area. And I think people do need to stop and look and think, hang on a minute. If there's X amount of all these charities, why is there a problem? If all these charities exist and they're actually doing everything they say they were doing, it's the same as any brand. It's like, yes, we like that variety yeah. and diversity of brands, but there has to be a line somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, dude, the, we could go on and on in a whole podcast about fraudulent charities. I mean, you, we, we look at BLM, the co-founder just stepped down because she bought four multi-million dollar mansions in predominantly white neighborhoods after saying how oppressed she was. None of the inner city ghettos, none of the at-risk families have gotten any of this money. You know, it, it's just, you know, it's corporate, it's backed and it's woke. So, yeah. And once it gets the flag, I mean, once it gets the once it gets the back and the push of, you know, you look at big pharma and you look who owns big pharma. I mean, look at the look at the main shareholders. You've got private equity companies and you've got banks. Yep, that's it. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's almost like the money's going in one hand and going out the other. And going and right in the other. I mean, going around like, and around in circles. And, and you and don't, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it, it's interesting. Like, we don't, I don't use Google for anything anymore except adverts because yeah, Google yeah. adverts work. But I mean, I use DuckDuckGo and it's insane searching the same article or the same question on both of them and seeing the staged um, propaganda that you're getting on Google. Yeah. From, yeah. from the woke culture. So it's, you know, nothing surprises me. Look, I think the best thing we can do is always, I mean, just live in a way to be authentic, stay off, stay, stay real to yourself, stay true to your, stay true to your virtues. Yeah. You know, if we don't have virtues, if we don't know what our path is, if we don't know our purpose, if we're not on that trajectory, then it's easy to fall into the woke. I mean, it's easy to, it's easy to say this makes sense. I, you know, I don't, I don't know who I am or where I'm going. So I'm just going to go with these, idiots because they're there's a lot of them and you know none of them really know who they are either so you know yeah. it's 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 but i think that when you are authentic we find each other just like we did people find yeah. each other warriors on the same path at some point start saying this shield's heavy this sword's heavy help me let's carry each other's burdens let's 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 take a rest here. Let's regroup and let's continue up onto the path. So, you know, there's a lot of great brands out there. I, especially being in Europe now and getting to see, you know, a solo. Am I saying that right? Is it Aslo? I say a solo. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit of a redneck though. Um, you know, uh, La Sportiva, great brand. Uh, Sawe Law. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brilliant brand. Um, wide open and transparent about even when they use Bangladesh factories, some of the coolest marketing I've seen, because I've always stayed away from Bangladesh because of slave labor. Yeah. They've got pro staff, rock climbers in Bangladesh. They've got them, you know, doing whole specials, following them back to their villages and actually creating sustainable environments for factory work. So, I mean, dude, there's just so much wholesome, good stuff out there. And I find it to be more in the extreme outdoors. Yeah, because when you get into the extreme outdoors, people, guys and gals, paragliding, base jumping, 
um, doing crazy pitches where it's like solo climbing and stuff like corporate's not investing in you because they're like, whew, I don't know how long the shelf life on these athletes is. Yeah. But, you know, when you get into those real adventure types, whether it be veteran-owned companies or just really awesome um, extreme outdoors men and women, you know, you, you get people that really care. They care about the product. They care about what they're making. And most importantly, they care about how it's made, where it's made, and how the people are treated that are making it. Because when you're doing that kind of vertical integration, um, yeah. it's like it is with me, VOG, Virtus Outdoor Group, Virtues of God. It's like, it's part of you. You're wearing your, you know, you're wearing your armor and you're asking people to join a global family of warriors. It's not saying, hey, buy this. You're going to look a certain way if you buy it. No, you look the way you look because of the way you train. Yeah, you know, definitely. buy the you you buy these garments, and we'll hopefully help you train to your maximum capacity. You know, but that's yeah. all on you. I mean, that's our 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 tagline is earn it. You know, earn it daily. Combat force. Yeah, and I, definitely, and I think that's something that's really really important because that's like you said, earn it daily, and it's essentially is that because you're battle testing the equipment. You're battle testing, you know, the different clothing to the bags to everything that is you're actually selling that has been tested rigorously, and that's what I like about you know when you look at companies that basically say this is has been tested and you're actually proven this. And like you said, when you got those scales or like the extreme sports, and it is crazy when you see half the things these people do. They have to. It's almost like trial and test, isn't it? It's a bit like okay, this works, that doesn't work. I mean, if you think about it, how crazy this is. If you go back to, say, the Vietnam War, how you had American troops wearing Levi's because it was mm. so much better than wearing the, the, you know, the combat uniform they were given. So right. in a way, it's always been the best form is always this battle testing, isn't it? How mm. you actually get that real product at the end of the day. Because how would you know how something works if it's mm. never been tested to those absolute limits? Yeah. You see this guy right here on my screen? Can you see the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verbit? Omega Protective Concepts. So this is my brother, Marine Vet, Mario Breu, owns Omega Protective Services Combat, um, active U.S. Air Force, uh, sorry, active U.S. Air Marshal, and trains the Alphabet Company, trains the, the three-letter companies on self-defense, on offense, battles yeah. human trafficking, just a, a freaking a, a, a unit. I mean, this dude's an oak. And he's coming on with some of his teammates to do a line in Vogue that's going to be called Vogue Black. Awesome. And that's going to be an upper echelon, pure tactical gear, like the most high-end functional fabrics on the market, combat pants. Um, and when I say combat pants, I mean extreme outdoors, you know, yeah. not, not only used by operators. Honestly, what we're missing so much in the market is our, our clothes that you can wear on any real-world op and not look like Johnny Operator, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to run around in your cry precision pants or your, you know, way too gaudy, flashed out Gucci gear. You know, it needs to be, yeah. it, it needs to be Lululemon, <laughs> Lululemon <laughs> men's style uh, or North Face black with some, you know, just with some extremely treated and, and durable tech fabric. So he's coming on. He's going to be designing that personally. Combat yeah. shirt, uh, tricked out riggers belt, jacket, pants. Uh, and a new and a new ruck, not a training yeah. ruck like ours, but an actual you know yeah, like yeah. a three day like a three day assault pack. So super stoked about that. Super stoked for his team to be coming in. They'll also be doing training evolutions. Um, you know, I lead these Spartan races, but we're going to be doing VT Roman numeral V for five 
the yeah. five T's, the trajectory to the Talos, the path to the summit. We'll be doing these events very hard, very physical, very tactical, very technical. Um, a lot of Krav Maga, MMA, rope work, gun work, knife work, um, and just brutal, intense, high intensity interval training. So, you know, that'll be, I'd say we'll be getting into that probably Q1, launching that line. Yeah. We're developing it now, but we'll be doing that Q1 2022. And, you know, that's, uh, that's the way you beat being shadow banned and, and blocked from social media. You get out, you know, I, my, I love my brother, Mike Glover from Fieldcraft Survival. Yeah, yeah. You know, they get out, they'll be shadow banned. They'll start new accounts. They'll freaking make 10 different accounts and populate one at one time and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But they're out training people. You know, they're yeah, training definitely. thousands of people a month and they're having that face time and that's how they're making that impact. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that space and having a team there in the U.S. while I'm here in Europe. Um, I plan on Q4 traveling to Dallas to see some of our partners that are battling human traffic down there, staged out of Dallas, but battling human trafficking all along the border and then going yeah. to my back to my home turf, which is Tennessee. So, yeah. So we've got, really some, cool, we've got some cool stuff. We've got some oh, cool definitely, stuff definitely. You, Do you know When you speak about that, that just, that to me, that's, that is just first class. That is the, this is what the businesses should be doing. It's about working with, with those minds of people that have got mm -hmm. such a diverse minds because something that I really like, and I think you do see a lot of that because when you look at like, say the military as a whole, it's very much there's your uniform, there's your equipment, this, that. But when you're looking at the whole, this is what really I'm inspired by the whole spec op community because they mm -hmm. do things so differently when they plan, they'll, they'll look and think, you know, it's almost like that. That's why they kind of earn that title of the Cowboys because they'll go in and just change things around and do this and add this and take this away and you know have their own way because they know that works. That doesn't work. They they they've proven this in the most extreme conditions. Yeah. And, and everything you've just explained there to me, that is what it should be as in business. It's always yeah. it's always changeable. It's always going for a different routes. It's always about working with people who have got the you know. It's almost sounds the craziest ideas. But them crazy ideas are the best because they're mm. so versatile, aren't they? And you kind of go, this is what you need to do. Get out there. You join mm. up with people in the community. You've got that path, that mission together. And it works. It really, really works. And that's what I love about the brands like yourself and like brands like Amiga because you are driving forward and you're proving it works. Yeah. You're building that community. And it's a strong community in that sense. Yeah. And I mean, look, that's the kind of stuff that pays itself forward, like, you get people that come into a level one, a level two, a level three yeah. cert. And it's the same as like you get folks in Spartan Extreme Endurance that do a four hour, then they come back for a 12 hour, then they do a 24 hour. Like these people, I mean, the people that I take through these evolutions, they are, especially the 24 hour or an agogi, even a 12 yeah. hour. These people now know how to make knots. They know how to do rescue work. They know how to apply a tourniquet. They know some really good basic self-defense and some good offense. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a different person. They are a lot more useful in an emergency to save other people than before. And at the end of the day, I mean, when we look at, when we look at a lot of tech lords trying to be in charge, I mean, you'll never be in charge of the people when the yeah. people turn the phones off and get away from this. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, in, in my life and in the short time that I'll be on this, in this realm before eternity, it is being authentic showing and proving validity in life path and purpose and then teaching that to other people you know and if i can do that and help help 
help people understand it through clothing, through IP, then it's a great avenue, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I think myself, just looking at that, that area of business as a whole, everything we've discussed tonight, and it's just about being, yes, honest, open, real about things, keeping mm-hmm. it real at all times. But something you just touched on there, which is amazing. When we, because we're communi- communicating now on tech, we're mm-hmm. you know, having these conversations. It's possible because of that technology. But also, we know we can step back from it. Yep. And we know we've got a lot to give. You know, yep. we can like, we can work with the community. We can work with, you know, if somebody communicates with us and say, okay, well, I've got this idea. Would you rather run with it? And it's like, great, let's, let's, let's listen to it. Let's have a look at this idea. Mm-hmm. We know we can step back at those times when we need to and work alongside people and think, okay, we can get the job done. You know, there's that time and place, isn't it? But that's what I like about it as well. It's that ability to switch off from something that's, is that a distraction? And then Mm -hmm. switch on to what's actually happening in front of you. And I think that's one of the biggest skill sets because there's so many, like what you guys are teaching is those skills are centralized skills. It's not how how many posts you can post on a day, how many Mm -hmm. photos can you take, how many, you know, how many platforms can you join? It's about creating honest integral authentic real-time information and that honesty as well Mm -hmm. and it's about giving people that information or that what you believe is like it's a good moral ground and essentially and people will pick up on that and it's about creating those communities and that's what i've said myself if you can create a community and even myself i'm small in myself but to me, I always said it, I'm, it's not to me, it's not about how many followers I have essentially, but what it is, it's about the impact that I have on them. Do they have yep. a positive yep. impact from the material yep. that I put out there? Yep. And I think that's what we've all got to look at, hasn't it? We've all got to look at it. What am I putting into the world? But also mm-hmm. what am I creating as my legacy of what I'm going to leave mm-hmm. in this world? And I think that's what people have generally got to do because if yep. they can put more into life, if they can give back to that community, if they can put back in and go, okay, this is what I can offer. This is what I can bring to the mm. table. The world's so much a better place. Amen. Yep. That's the way you got to roll, isn't you? I love it, bro. I think yeah. that's it. I think we nailed it. I, I, I think love, we did, I really. you ended that, bro. I mean, that, I've got nothing to add. I couldn't agree with you anymore. Shine but light. One thing I, I do always like to ask, though, the one question, and it throws people every time, but if mm. you were to give one piece of advice to anybody in life, what would it be? Live for Christ, die to yourself. Until you die to yourself, until you realize that you're eternal, you're not really living. Die to the self. That's it. Great words. Great words. Much love, my brother. You Speak too, my soon. brother. Okay. Well, we'll ca- definitely catch up very, very soon, all right? And I'll get all this on to, obviously, onto your stories. I'm, I'm going to send you that link. I'm going to send yeah, you that yeah, link cool. to, the, to the Sam Harris interview again. Don't share it with anybody depressed yeah, yeah. as dark as it gets, but it's the yeah. reality that we're looking at right now. And it's, it's, we, it's, it's guys, you know, we've got to figure out how to battle that. Yeah, definitely. See you, brother. No worries, brother. You take care of yourself. Thanks, right. so. Bye, bye.